0: Welcome one and all to Building a Better Story World, the podcast for story world creators and lovers. Steel Tyler Filipec here, ready once again to lead you on a trip through the realms of imagination. We're in the middle of our arc exploring interactive story structure. We covered the basics two episodes ago, with help from the cast of The Last of Us. I'm not infected. No? Just lying? I can explain. You better explain fast and then detailed how you can use your agents to better evoke your users and audience, thanks to Mass Effect. Why did you bring me here? You must break a cycle that has continued for millions of years. But to stop it, you must understand, or you will make the same mistakes we did. But today, we're going to be changing tacks, Interactive design isn't just about video games. Think about how narrative design goes into live events or elements therein. An event that began as some friends around a campfire, now, 30 years later, will amass 70,000 people from all over the world. Now, Black Rock Desert is home to Burning Man. There are also narratives crafted in social media, particularly in podcasting and social video. Let me know how you like to make kimchi, and uh, if there's other things you'd like to see me do, leave them in the comments below. Thanks for tuning in, kimchi, bon appetit. Each of these media and platforms, and dozens more, engage your audience directly. So how can we touch on all of them? In a way we can, when we look at them through the prism of crowdsourcing. When I say crowdsourcing, what most people hear is this. But crowdfunding is but one aspect of sourcing elements of your narratives from the crowd. You might have a letters page in your comic book, or you may do a contest for a logo, or do a live radio show before a sporting event that takes calls. Please tell me who is going to score the touchdown for the Jets first. Let's go with the numbers, Matt Forte. Matt Forte? (laughs) Um, Matt Forte doesn't play for the Jets. Crowdsourcing elements for your work is a powerful way to engage your audience because, by definition, they are helping to shape your world. There do need to be clear rules, of course, and not just because you want to make sure that you know where your rights as a creator are and where those of your contributors are. How can people participate? What do they get out of the deal? Why are they engaging with you? This last bit is the focus of today's episode, the topic of which is the second element in interactive structure, desire. Classic narratives have protagonists with needs. Needs that are required to be accomplished, lest doom befall our heroes. Elora Dallin must survive. She must fulfill her destiny and bring about the downfall of Queen Batmorda. whose are growing like an evil plague.
1: Unless she
0: is stopped, Batmorda will control the lives of your village, your children, everyone or, at least, doom according to their worldview. You're out! Finished! At Faber, Expelled! I want you off this campus at 9 o'clock Monday morning! And I'm sure you'll be happy to know that I have notified your local draft boards and told them that you are now all, all eligible for military service. Desires are different because interactive structures themselves are different. Each time your user interacts with your story, you're asking them to put forth a little bit of effort. That effort may not be worth it to that someone at that time. Maybe they put down the controller and never pick it up again. Maybe they log off of your website for the last time. Maybe they uninstall your app. It's easier to pick up a movie or television show because it is happening in front of your audience. An interactive story requires their participation. This is where the desire comes in. A desire is something that the user may not necessarily need, but that they absolutely want. We don't need likes or subscribers, but by golly, do people go to extreme lengths to get them. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. So today I have Sabrina here with me, and today we're going to be eating the Carolina Reaper pepper. These are the world's hottest pepper. Are you ready for this? I don't know, are you? Not at all. In a similar fashion, so too will your users go to great lengths to fulfill their desires and hold you in high esteem if you help them get it. Now let's play a game called Scene with Audience Members this is for Ryan, Colin, and I'm gonna pick somebody from the audience here. Uh... Just as needs have a certain number of core archetypes, so too do desires. The primary three of them we're going to cover today are Accomplishment. Fulfilling an action, such as finishing a challenging video game level or posting the 100th episode of your Twitch experience about said challenge. Empowerment. Gaining new skills or tools via participation in a narrative or experience. Think taking another step closer to fluency in Duolingo, or unlocking a VIP-only perk in an app. Validation. Being celebrated or feted for those accomplishments via trophies, shoutouts, special skins for your avatar, or other forms of recognition. Most successful interactive narratives use all three forms of those desires to help engage the user. For a role-playing game, as an example, players can level up their characters after achieving a certain number of experience points, which is a form of accomplishment, the act of which empowers them with new skills that validate their participation by opening up new avenues for them to explore in the game. This is where most crowdsourcing campaigns falter, however, particularly those that are just about funding a product, service, or narrative. Yes, you desire to have your Kickstarter launched, but what does your audience get out of the deal? A comic book? Well, okay, but there are any number of completed comic books out there on Comixology, Gumroad, and numerous other platforms. Why should someone engage with you and stick around for your comic? What else is there that's going to get them excited to work with you to get your work out to the public? That is the key to crowdsourcing. You're weaving a narrative together. You and your users are both agents with desires, obstacles, choices, and rewards. By building out that narrative together, you can create something far more powerful than working on your own. Let's dive right in, shall we? If you're taking part in this week's prompts, I want you to think of a low-level crowdsourcing campaign. This can be for an Indiegogo, CrowdRise, GoFundMe, Patreon, or some other financial platform, of course, but think beyond that too. Here are some examples. Crowd contests, asking your audience to pick a new character to join your superhero team or come up with a name for your sports team or choose the next film you're going to review or deride. That's right. A record came out earlier this year that you were stoked we were gonna cover and then we didn't do it. Guess what? This is your chance to speak up Tell us the records that you want us to see, and the only catch is it has to be released in 2020. Macro tasks: getting a lot of contributors to help you create your fan film, or your awareness campaign, or your socio-political movement. The hashtag SOS Cuba was um, something that was created among the youth within Cuba. The hashtag SOS Cuba gone viral since the Cuban people on the island raised their voices demanding freedom from communism. Microtasks, reaching out to the cloud and those riding it for help in smaller tasks, like translation or letters for your advice column or something else that's quick, simple, and direct. To find out, this afternoon, we sent a team out to the street to ask pedestrians to name a book. Any book (laughs) could be the Bible, could be Fifty Shades of Grey. All we wanted to know is, can you name a book? And here's how that went. Self-organizing crowds creating something like 24-hour comics or game jams, in which you set a task for groups of people to achieve and then highlight the work of those groups. Looks like big helpers all over have been busy grant by planting trees and cleaning up parks. Yep. Hey, I know. Let's count how many trees the kids have planted in the last four years. Okay. 1,000, 5,000, 9,300. Uh-huh. Big help, better world. You, of course, might find that you've got a little bit of a couple of these things in your idea. That's great just make sure that you can describe it in a few sentences. If it's easy enough to be summed up in one sentence, it's probably not going to be as complex as it needs to be to function as a new piece of interactive narrative. If it takes pages and pages, it may succeed, but it's going to be hard to thrive when even you, the creator, have to take time out in order to properly package it so that your users can understand. When you've wrapped that up, we're going to be getting back into desires, specifically with accomplishment. Accomplishment is the one that everybody knows. It's beating the final boss, getting your online certificate, finally nailing that super hard to make recipe that you've been struggling at for decades, either at home or in front of judges. Nancy was the first star baker of the series, and week after week she's impressed with her precision. What perfection. And all-round baking knowledge. Exceptional. One side of me is saying, you know, I've done really well, and um, it wouldn't be too bad if I left. There's another side of me saying, get a grip. I want to be in the final. Accomplishment is a particularly powerful incentive for people because it is binary. There's either success or failure. You can see this on every crowdsourcing page. How many days are left? How much of the goal is left to achieve? Most sites have a status bar that fills up as people donate, take action, or in some other way, share their voice with the interactive narrative. Throughout the rest of this membership drive, we'll outline the challenges before us and preview our new broadcast season. We're tremendously optimistic about 13's future, but right now, that exciting future is entirely in your hands. So please make that call now. Be careful not to go too crazy with this. If your ask is too big, you won't get people to take part because they will think it's impossible. The rule of thumb for any crowdsourcing campaign is that you should have 30% of your goal ready to go. Be that in the form of volunteers, money, or whatever metric you're trying to achieve, have a good leg up so that you don't have to clear 100% of your goal. People want to be a part of the winning team, remember. This is why Kickstarters and Indiegogos tend to see a surge in donations after a project has risen over 100%. The desire to accomplish, to achieve victory, to be a part of the in-crowd, even if they have only donated after the goal has been reached, is a heady feeling. For that reason, you should also have a couple other elements of accomplishment for your interactive structure. Many goals, smaller goals such as stretch goals or weekly projects or status updates that highlight when elements of your project have been completed, allow for your audience to see that inevitable trajectory to completion. These are more manageable than the big asks of accomplishment too. So you can structure your crowdsourcing campaign or your interactive structure beforehand in such a way that there's always something to do and always something to accomplish. This is our last video blog before the Kickstarter campaign ends. It has been a blast so far and we're overwhelmed by your support. So big thanks to all of you again. Now within reach of our third stretch goal, we would like to encourage everyone one more time again to spread the word and to unlock those additional ships in Neverspace. Individualization. You're going to want to breathe life into your kahuna of a project, but those who take part will only be experiencing a small segment of it. Allow them to have a little bit of individualized attention when it comes to their own accomplishments. The most obvious bit of this is allowing people to choose their own rewards, but think also to how creators draw fans into their comics, or put their artwork in video games, or highlight superfans from their Patreons. Okay, so I just wrote a song for every single person who joined my Patreon in the first... Week. If you haven't checked it out, uh, it's a place where I share unreleased songs and all the making of my music, all the behind the scenes and uh, including the upcoming record I'm about to make. So thank you to everyone who's joined in the first week. Uh, If you do join, careful, you might get a song written about you. Remember that everything you put together needs to reflect both your desires and those of your agents. If you only think about what you want, you'll be likely to forget about what they want. In the same fashion, if all you think about is what your agents want, you may overcommit yourself and find that your project is slowing down, becoming tiresome, and frustrating your creative energy. Let's not dwell in that dark place, though. Let's get to your accomplishments. If you're taking part in the prompts, I want you to take out a piece of paper or a document, title it Accomplishments, and then split the page into two columns. Then, in a quick-fire fashion on the left side, I want you to write down as many bullet points as you can in one minute that each feature a word or phrase that highlights what you want to accomplish with your project. Don't think, just right. The goal isn't to be complete so much as it is to think of all the different bits you want to achieve with your interactive structure. Yes, you may want to create a social media campaign, but is the goal to make a profit or to influence a societal change? Is your cooking channel going to be about hot cuisine or comfort food? Are you looking to get this done simply or with pizzazz? Keep on writing until those 60 seconds have elapsed. After that's done, Take another 60 seconds and, in the right column, list all of the accomplishments that your audience wants. Are they going to want to play through your game? Do they want to be one of the first to help you in your quest to get elected? Will they want to share their voice for your online newsletter, documentary, or podcast? Don't stop for those 60 seconds. Really try to think of all the ways your audiences will feel accomplishment by engaging with you. Finally, when you're done with that, I want you to pick five elements of accomplishment apiece from both sides. These can be the top five most important, or the most achievable, or whatever criteria by which you see fit. What's more important is that you then tie each one of your accomplishments with at least one accomplishment that your audience wants to fulfill. For example, if you're creating a digital branching narrative, you may want to create an experience that has multiple playthroughs, and your audience wants to engage in those stories that reflect their choices. Make sure that you're giving them enough choices so that your audience feels that they really are taking part in a playthrough that is but one of many, but one that is tailor-made to their choices. To make sure you're doing this properly, I want you to write a sentence about each pair. How do they tie together? How will you accomplish what you want? And how will your audience accomplish what they want? How are your desires going to coexist? Accomplishment is a powerful part of any interactive narrative, but it's just the beginning. You're also going to want to empower your audience a bit. By helping audiences improve themselves, you'll be tying your narrative, your brand, yourself, into the journey of your agents. You'll be helping them as they continue their quest as the protagonists of their own life story. That is a little heady, so think about it this way. When have you watched a show about art or carpentry or parenting and come away with a lesson that has stuck with you for life? I'm very concerned that our society is much more interested in information than wonder, in noise rather than silence. When have you played a game with friends or family and learned a strategy that will help you the next time you play? Attention Monopoly Addicts. Here are five quick tips that will always give you an edge over your opponents. When have you gone to a music venue, sporting event, or magic act and become a part of the show? I'm going to do something with an object from the audience member, I'm an audience member, a common object that you guys might have with you so that you know that everything's not props that I bought. Does anybody have, like, an apple with six forks in it? <laughs> what? A shoe. what? What do What? What do you got there? Well, that's seven forks, or seven. <laughs> I can't use that. Um, all right, never mind. We'll do something else. These are all elements of empowerment. We get a little stronger in the world and can do a little more. This is why it's a particularly potent form of desire in a story world setting. If you can help someone improve themselves, they'll return to your world again and again. Crowdsourcing campaigns that involve fan art and contests have the easiest route to fulfilling this element of interactive narrative. You can help people build their portfolios, give them critique, and showcase their work while also potentially giving a talented few the recognition that they crave. More on that later. For now, just know that you need to find ways to give back and engage your audiences so that they grow. Consider also how your crowdsourcing campaign can introduce new concepts to your audience. Perhaps your narrative is not the same old, same old. Or maybe you're trying something radically new. That's a form of empowerment, too, because it's opening your audience's mind to what has not yet been done before. You could do worse than list your artistic influences in your campaign, both to market yourself and to show what has come before. If your audience likes what you're doing, they might look back to what inspired you and find that they are similarly inspired. For just a few moments of engagement in your campaign, your audience may find dozens of worlds and creators that intrigue them. There are many ways that this can go, so let's nail down a few for your own work. On another piece of paper or in another doc, I want you to create another two columns. Title this one Empowerment and redo the exercise we discussed above. That is, for 60 seconds, write down bullet points that detail how you are empowering your audience, and then take another 60 seconds to write down how your audience is empowering you. When you're finished with that, take five of each, pair them up, and write a sentence for each duo that shows how you can connect your empowerment-based desires so that they align with those of your agents. Take your time, pausing if needs be, and then hit play when you're good to go. (coughs) Validation is the final aspect of desire that we're going to get into today. Fans like to feel respected by their creators. Intellectually, we all understand that the lives of our favorite creators are busy, but we also don't want to feel like we're ignored. When a hero reaches out to us and celebrates us, it makes us feel validated for spending time in that person's story world. It flips the script even. Our heroes are fedding us. Hey, Sina, thank you for changing my life. Uh, 2011, I was left for dead after getting hit by a car. When I woke up in the hospital. The doctor told me I would never wrestle again, let alone walk. One thing I learned from you was to never give up. Thank you for being a positive role model for a generation of kids who watched you growing up. You don't have to speak to every fan every moment of every day, of course. Your story world will reflect your choices, primarily, and your audience may be divided on which way forward is the best. Many fans don't want to be placed on a pedestal either. They just want to have a fun time watching your show or reading your book or taking part in your interactive narrative. Imagine a night. I hope this was the right thing to do. Where every decision. What the hell was it? And every single action. I just saw someone at the cabin. Affects your fate. Guys, come and the on. fate of those around you. That being said, consider how great it is to be the person who shares a new band, a new film, or a new podcast with somebody. You hold a little bit of power in your hands, and when your friend engages with that work, you feel pleased when they thank you for turning them on to this new story world. That's a form of validation, too. This is why making things shareable is so critical. You want people to easily take part in your interactive experience and then get other people on board. It's profitable. It builds buzz. It creates a connection with your audience. Best of all, your fans are doing the hard work for you. Here are some ways that such validation can work into your story world. A regular contest where you highlight a member of the community, either randomly or based on their love of your work. Allowing fans to vote on the outcome of certain events or characters in your story world. Taking calls or reading letters in a post-show broadcast, making sure to highlight the person's name, if they desire such a thing, and also not ignoring legitimate critique. Sending out regular emails that highlight fan contributions to your project or campaign. Creating a buyback or rewards program, so that when people share your work with others who purchase or engage with it, that initial sharer gets some form of reward, like the classic referral programs that are so ubiquitous in app development working contributions from early adopters into your crowdsourcing campaign, which lessens the workload on you and shows just how much you care when people take part. At the heart of each of this is giving fans what they want. Yes, if you want to challenge your audience, you should do that. But remember that your audience has to want that challenge. Things like Dark Souls, House of Leaves, En de Andalou, the paintings of Jackson Pollock, and other challenging works of art are appreciated because the audiences who like those works are looking to be challenged. You may have that in your work, or you may be creating an interactive experience that's meant to relax people after a long day, or somewhere in between. Know what your audiences want, and know what you want to give to them. How do you know? There are any number of other ways that you can engage with people, but often the act of listening is the most powerful. I've worked on numerous reboots, remakes, and sequels in film, television, comic books, video games, and more. I can't share too many details, but I can say that the projects in which clients agreed to invite fans to share their thoughts and participate, even in minor ways, resulted in greater success and better audience temperament than those that disregarded audiences. This is one of those key elements of story world success that I bring up time and again. Your audiences have to want to come back to your universe. If they feel welcomed, they'll bring people with them. If they feel ignored or insulted, they'll stay away. You will have to make rules for your universe and determine who you want to engage with your work and how. You can't be everything to everybody at all times. What you can do is encourage participation and, when that participation occurs, to validate people for taking part. So how will you validate your audience? We've come to our final prompt of the day, and it takes the same form as the previous two exercises. On another sheet of paper or doc, create two columns, atop which you title it Validation. For 60 seconds per column, first write down what actions your interactive experience will facilitate that will help audiences feel validated. When that's done, write down ways in which your audiences can express how they are feeling validated or not feeling validated. Just like the last two times, don't stop until those two minutes are over. After that, Choose five bits from each column, pair them up, and then write a sentence about where there is overlap, or how those attributes can work together to create a more fulfilling feeling of validation for you and your audience. That wraps us up for today. If you've been taking part, you'll have finished three exercises that help you better understand the core desires of those who will take part in your interactive narrative. Continue to workshop this, as you may find that you want more touch points, or fewer, depending on the nature of your work. A million dollar ARG will have much more complexity to it than a Friday night D&D session, but both only work so long as you're working with your audience and finding what they want out of your experience. Keep working on those experiences and keep tuning in. We're going to be continuing our adventures into interactive narratives next week with obstacles. Don't forget to subscribe in iTunes, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Spotify, or any other fine podcatcher. You can find me online at steelphilipec.com or on Twitter at Words of Steel or at Building a BSW. Reach out if you feel like it so that I can hear what amazing story world you're crafting and what dreams you want to share with our real one. Building a Better Story World is written, produced, recorded, and sound engineered by Steele Tyler Filipek. The theme song Asia is by Ilya Marfin via icons8.com. All narrative clips are used under the Fair Use Doctrine, as defined by Title 17 of the United States Code, subsection 107, in that they are used for nonprofit educational work for the purpose of analysis, have been transformed from their initial records by audio engineering for podcasting, and are not substantive of the entire work or function as a direct market substitute. Audio effects are provided by freesound.org under the Creative Commons license. If you feel that this production has unfairly used a piece of audio to which you own the rights, please contact helmstarmedia at gmail.com.